back to my little podcasting corner of the world. I'm Casey, your friendly bipolar head witch guide to the witchiverse. I'm back with another snack-sized visit from my corner of the world to yours. Each month I'm here with stories from around the witchiverse and beyond, so grab a snack and your favorite fun drink, and don't forget that water, and settle in for this month's snack episodes. It is thoroughly summer in my neck of the woods, with triple digits and soup-like humidity settling in weeks earlier than usual. Texas has had its share of wild weather lately, and if the heat isn't suffocating us, the sky is throwing down random hunks of ice after night storms popped up and marched their way across the region. As I saw events cancel and postpone or be destroyed by the weather in Texas, being extra Texas, I couldn't help but throw out a little gratitude to the decision we made years ago to move up the DFW Pagan Unity Fest from around this time of year into the late fall day of the first Saturday of November. Yes, shameless self-plug of my own community event I I help coordinate because I recently, you know, we recently held our first meeting of this year's event and I'm already really hyped about it, clearly, because I'm (laughs) tongue-tied. This year's festival will be held on November 4th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. And once again, I will be in charge of the group. I will be part of the group hosting the community ritual and in charge of organizing the volunteers. I can't wait to share more details with y'all as we get closer to the event. But if you follow us on Facebook at the DFW Pagan Unity Fest page that I'll link in the show notes, you can be sure to be among the first to see our latest announcements. If you're local and you're interested in volunteering or vending at this year's event, you can check out our website, www.dfwpaganunityfest.com, also linked in the notes. You'll find more information about that there. Uh, Volunteers, you can also just contact me. Being a part of this year's planning committee was something I never saw myself doing, but is now something so dear to me. The work I do to make room for folks like myself has given me a whole new perspective on the witch community and my role within it. As a solitary practitioner, I often found communities shut out from me unless I conformed to the rules of the organized religion cultivating the community space. Seasonal rituals and classes only open to Wiccan members of the community were once the only kind of group rituals I knew about. By joining the team running the rituals and helping blend my solitary hedgewitchery hedgewitchery with their Wiccan form of ritualized practice has shown other solitary practitioners who attend our event that there's room for us at the table too. I hope to create the same space for those like myself who also suffer from mental health disabilities and have needs neurotypical folks don't always think of. In case you missed it, I'm bipolar and have often struggled to find communities accepting of people like myself. In the wellness and spiritual and witchy communities, I have struggled to break free from the same patterns I found in the Bible Belt communities I grew up in. Turns out you can change the lipstick, but a pig's still a pig. Something like that. There is nothing inherently better about the witchy or wellness communities that make them any different than the Christian ones so many of us escape from. Our culture is still our culture. It is easy for us to judge and isolate the outsiders with the mob, and it feels self-satisfying, you know, and it 
It's easy to feel self-satisfied at the expense of others without realizing we are behaving in the exact same way we claim to loathe about modern culture. We talk the talk, sure, but it's harder to walk the walk when you're faced with someone different. Something we hear a lot in the wellness and spiritual communities is good vibes only. It reminds me of the pastor's warning to cultivate good friends only, to only allow in your presence those who follow the word of Jesus and reject independent thought as the devil's work, lest you be influenced to sin. The narrative in those wellness community in the wellness community is much the same, and just you know, just apply the tools they give you. Keep your vibrations high by surrounding yourself with good vibes only. If something's off, your vibrations are too low or, or chaotic, then you must have failed to apply their tools and properly and allowed toxic energy to lower your frequency. If you are mad and frustrated or sad and shut down, just apply their tools and you're fixed. There is no space for those whose neurodivergent brains makes them unable to communicate or process in, that, in the same way that our culture recognizes as polite and good. No room for hypomania, dysregulation, or overstimulation and the needs those in, that entails. It leaves absolutely no room for the, those experiencing a mental health crisis that lasts weeks due to the chemical cycles their body naturally produces because they're bipolar. I'm often warning new friends, it's not easy to be my friend. Most people dismiss this and profess their love for my charismatic personality. I warn them that that could be my manic energy and I'm not always this way. You stay my friend long enough, you will see me experience the inevitable depressive cycle. And that's not easy. It's easier to say my energy is off and that I need to be removed from the community until I'm better. Which is the exact opposite of what we know saves the lives of people with mental health related illnesses. In therapy and treatment, we are often told to find community. But in my experience, that's easier said than done. Communities aren't often told to find mentally unstable people and offer them shelter and stability. That leaves us doing the job not only of finding and building community while managing our mental health, but also educating those around us. If we don't explain ourselves in a socially acceptable way, then bam, we're out. I've had this happen multiple times in my life, and each time I learn and grow and keep on trying because the good has always outweighed the risks in the long run. This past winter, I was questioning everything, though, because this cycle happened again, and I was no longer sure the good outweighed the risk to my life when I was spiraling so badly. During a mental health crisis, I was removed from a group and not told why. It's not the first. The group had become, however, the group had become one of my safety nets during my lowest lows and to be removed and not told about it or have it explained to me left me reeling. I was confused and hurt. I needed space and distance to wrap my head around what had or had, what I had or had not done wrong, how I had repeated the same cycle once again just when I thought I was breaking that curse I felt I had carried since childhood. In the end, 
I found out I hadn't done anything wrong and was removed by two individuals without the rest of the group knowing or realizing until recently. I've had a lot of very healing conversations in the aftermath of that revelation. Thanks, Mercury, going direct for that one. Everything really cleared up after that. <laughs> I realized the cur that curse-breaking wasn't so simple as deciding to trust again and make friends, but to get through the part when I'm at my lowest. And the friends in that group had supported me individually during that dark period without me telling them why I was spiraling so badly. I just wasn't capable of having that conversation until my head was clear. Once I was, my friends understood and they were there for me and stood up for me. The tears and hard conversations and sometimes anger and pain and forgiveness are all a part of life. We try to run from it and call it boundary setting and isolate those most in need of community. It is unrealistic to expect people to be the one thing all be one thing all the time, getting through the entire cycle of love, betrayal, healing, and forgiveness is the true work of curse breaking and spiritual growth and that I had been working towards for so long. Boundaries have been pl ha have a place, but so do open doors. To get to the other side with, fr with friendships and my own self-worth still intact is new for me, and I'm so grateful I kept working my way through the darkness to get to this light on the other side. On the other side, I've found there's such, there, you know, there's such a thing as primal joy. I felt so familiar with primal rage for so long, it felt like an epiphany to find myself singing with my head thrown back in joy, screaming and cheering in a primal rage that remind, or primal way that reminded me of my experience with the primal rage scream class at Anahata's Purpose last year. Most recently I experienced that was when I was at the Peyton Parish concert with a bunch of adults singing Disney songs and nothing says primal joy like a bunch, like a room full of modern Vikings belting out Mulan's "Make a man out of you" at the top of our lungs between growls. And <laughs> it was great, and you know it was also my youngest son's first concert and my gift to my husband for Father's Day. All those things brought me so much joy. It felt like I unlocked a door I had kept shut for years. Primal joy and the ability to express it without fear is something that comes, you know, that doesn't come naturally to me. Opening that door feels like blasting open my throat chakra because the joy is so much easier to express now. I'm so very grateful for that after the massive depressive cycle I just survived. I'm also so grateful for you, dear listener. I've always wanted to say that. Thank you for joining me on this new podcasting adventure and for your patience as I adapt to adding this to my schedule while I shoot for Monday releases for my big content. My family and dog grooming business occasionally require me to flex my schedule. Occasionally, as in the, past, or as in the last two episodes, a surprise event attendance has required me to drop everything to make a costume for said surprise event. That's just one of the many reasons why I love working for myself and creating for myself first and foremost. Last month, it was a last-minute trip to Scarborough Fair, and this month, 
The week before the event, I found out I would be able to attend the Witch's Ball Summer Gathering in the Conclave of the Kraken at the Lux Hotel in Arlington, Texas. I can't wait to tell you all about it in next month's snack episode, but you can pop on over to my socials to check out the sights and sounds I captured that night. And if you want to hear more story, more of my witchy stories and other musings, be sure to tune in next month at some point in time around the end of the month for your next snack-sized visit with me. And don't forget, you can now send me an email, and I'll call it a raven, over on my new website, welcome to caseyscorner.com, or follow my socials also there, there on the site and in the description of this episode. Send me your snack ideas, and... If you also deal with anxiety issues, tell me how you manage manage them and building community, and I can share it on my next episode. Let's learn from each other, as so much of what gets me through is what I've learned from others. One day, I hope to see a whole flock of ravens waiting for me there on my website. You can also check out my latest video over on my YouTube channel, Casey's Corner, as also linked in the description. You can join me for members-only seasonal group spells over on my Kofi page and get access to special events like my chart reading with Teresa Marisa from Two Geminis and a Leo and more monthly spells from my collection. You can also check out my Kofi shop open to members and non-members alike. I hope you've enjoyed your snack. Y'all have a great month. Check, get you some water. Stay hydrated. You're gonna need it and I'll meet you right here same which time same which channel next month. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I love you. Bye.